Hey, all you little stinkers. We have some unfortunate news you may have already caught wind of. Rooster Teeth, our parent company, is closing its doors. So you may wonder, what does that mean for Tales from the Stinky Dragon? Well, to be completely candid, we're not sure right now. We have a bit of time, and we will luckily be able to keep making more episodes for the time being. Something we want to stress more than anything is that we love making this show. We're so grateful for all of you who have supported it, shared it, drawn fan art for it, became part of this amazing community. It has meant the world to us. There are still a lot of unknowns, but what we do know is we want to find any possible way to keep making this podcast and playing D&D together. We hope you'll stick with us as we figure things out and continue to be stinky with us as we navigate our direction through this. Promise we will update you when we have more news, but for now, thank you for being here. If you purchased a puppet video or audio message for Stinky Worry, we will deliver on those. We don't want to leave you hanging. It just, we're working on it right now. It's going to take us a little bit of time. Also want to get the Grotesk Dice set out to you all. It will be available March 13th at 10 a.m. Central Time if you check out stinkydragonpod.com slash store. Also, we'll be pausing any future Discord events and live streams for the immediate future as we find out more information. The best way you can support the show in the meantime uh, is listen to the content and interact with us on social media and Discord. Spread the show via word of mouth and share the news. Oh, and of course, stay stinky. This is a Rooster Teeth production. little homunculus friends flap your fabricated wings on into the stinky dragon hit the bottle of our latest brew the uproot beer float it's fresh mandrake root mixed with cream of clay a shot of bloody bond bourbon and garnished with a sprinkle of ash knock back this construct concoction you'll be looking for a new master in no time previously our adventurers ventured into the valrossian village of broom of fume where they met a tired tavern owner named elaine Doe's. she offered them free room board and travel if they found her missing friends party followed some clues that led to a cold crime scene with a bear's body, a fearful finkel, and no hope of finding Hoofner. They headed back to town to rest, but dozed off, only to find Doe's throttling Mud's throat. Park your paws and let's prattle this tattle. Welcome back, Tales from the Stinky Dragon. When we last left our adventurers, they had bedded down for the night at the Kissing Quipper Tavern, and Mud awoke a little groggy, a little sleepy to the powerful hands of Elaine Doze wrapped around his neck as she was speaking in tongues in an unknown language. Nice. I'm gonna guess Mud is not okay with that. Uh, how do you feel about that, Mud? Mud does not like this at all. Mud is not happy. Mud is uh, ready to put all of his big boy strength into shoving this unwanted intruder off of him. Hmm. She's speaking in tongues, but she's like part walrus woman, right? Yes. Is she going like, or, or, or? With Blaine jumping in there, I feel compelled to remind uh, the audience as well as the players that uh, everyone had uh, split up and went to sleep in different rooms. Mud had bunked up with Sleek. Uh, Kyborg had hunked up, hunked up. <laughs> Kyborg, you uh, actually had a room by yourself. And uh, Bart and Gum Gum were sharing a room. Kyborg needs a whole room for his ego. That's right. <laughs> a separate closet for it. Yeah. Mud goes full uh, primal instinct and turns into a bear. Oh. Try choking this. Have fun trying to choke a bear. <laughs> My neck's a tree trunk now. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what else do you do? You just turn into a bear? And and use all of my, my little peetsies to push her off. Mm, the, the old bear shove, as yeah. they call it in the industry. Correct. Make a strength check just to, just to push. 17. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Let me make a post, a post strength here. That's a solid shove, John. Rawr. Rawr, rawr. Rawr, 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 That's what you're doing. Uh-oh. She rolled a 17. Let me see what her strength bonus is on here. Zero. Plus three. So 20. You 20. You, you try to, uh, to shove Elaine off of you but she seems to have supernatural strength and uh, managed to stand her ground against the aggression of the, the brown bear pushing against her. Uh, mud roars. Wow. Ooh. Kyborg, make a perception check. All right. And it is a 11. Okay. You, uh, you, you feel like something disturbs your elven trance that you're in, uh, but you think it's nothing. It's probably just a fly buzzing around or something. <laughs> 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 Uh, I guess so if you roared, make an intimidation check, uh, Mud. It's a nat 20 minus 2, 18. Mm, okay, pretty scary. 
Elaine's blue eyes seem to flicker. Is that a little bit of fear you see? Maybe? Yes. So clearly she's being, there's some type of entrance that she's Possession. in. Some Possession. Some sort of, of this amulet. Amulet. Can, amulet. since my elvish friend is no help, could I try a roll? What do you mean? Like, she's not getting off me. Can we roll off the bed? Oh, oh, I thought you meant like a die roll. I was like, oh, no. die roll. <laughs> I was like which one? So let's see. You turned into a bear and then shoved. Is turning into a bear like a bonus action? I can do as a bonus action. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'll say I'll say you can roll. Let's make an athletics check for a roll. Are Bart and Gum Gum too far away to be able to hear this? Yeah, not you, you're not able to hear it yet. I feel like if they do, they're just like, ah, oh, good for Mud. He found someone. That's nice. <laughs> they're role playing. The, everyone's still soundly asleep. Ten. Uh, okay, yeah, you uh, tumble off of the bed, still entangled with Elaine. And as you're rolling around on the ground, uh, locked in combat, you get a glimpse of the moonlight coming in the window, shining off of the amulet around your neck. And it seems like maybe it's glowing brighter than it was before. What if you just, like, cover it? Like, tuck it into your shirt or something. Take it off. No. It is now Bart's turn. Bart, maybe, did something wake you? Was there a roar? Were were you dreaming? Or the sound of a bear falling off a bed? (laughs) Or was Gum gum, gum, uh, just snoring? Yeah, you feel a little uh, dazed. Yeah, Um, I think I woke up from Gum Gum snoring. Because Bart, I think, typically is a pretty heavy sleeper. But mm. Gum Gum was just on a tear tonight with uh, he had a, a little bit of a blocked nose from all the traveling and the cold we've been in. So he's, you know, it's the first time we've been in like real beds in, in weeks. So he's super comfy. Yeah. And I guess I probably I guess when I woke up, heard some commotion in the distance. I imagine we're not too far away. Yeah. Make a perception check. That is a 19. Yeah, there's definitely commotion. Uh, it's in the room next to you. Uh, is where Mud was, actually. So you, you, there's definitely a commotion coming up from there. Uh, and you also notice that there's someone you don't recognize standing in your room. Oh, oh I don't like that. Um, it's, another do- Val, it's another Valrossian with uh, eyes that are also uh, glowing blue. Ooh. Is he coming towards us or is he just standing there? He's by the door. Uh, seems like maybe he just entered the room. Could I cast sleep on him? Ooh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can. Sleep. So go ahead and roll 5d8 to determine how many hit points of creatures it affects. And I assume you choose a point by the um, the enemy. Yeah. I rolled a 7, 7, 6, 3, and 1. 24. Ooh. 12. So it targets creatures with the lowest current hit points, and then you affect up to 24 hit points worth of creatures, at which point the spell is exhausted. Yeah, so you cast it. However, the creature in the room with you does not seem to fall asleep. That's bull. Why? Well, the other creature in the room is already asleep. Because it has more than than 24 hit points. Jesus. So um, the Valrossing standing before you uh, does not seem to fall down asleep. Uh, Instead, he is still standing there uh, looking into the room. Uh, However, you notice that there were two incorporeal bluish specters in the room as well. They fall to the ground. Oh. What are those? Kind of like foggy blue beings, foggy blue creatures. Foggy blue beans? Beings. Beings. All right. No, it's beans. B-E-A-N-S. She hadn't even seen those before? No. Wow. Lucky shot. Does it seem like the uh, Valrossian is like coming to attack us, or he's just, like, looking around. Roll an insight check. He's just standing there, breathing heavily. Imagine it's like a Terminator, but with blue eyes instead of red. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, that is a 15. You do not get a good sense uh, from this Valrossian. You do not think that uh, it has good intentions. Well, I think that's my turn. Mm-hmm. Something about all the rolling around and shoving and the bear in the room... Uh, wakes Sleek from his slumber. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, pops out of bed as he sees uh, a bear and uh, Elaine Doe's rolling around on the ground. 
but because he's useless, he goes back to bed. <laughs> no, he I wants to drink. I wish I had my loot to play a song <laughs> while these guys are fighting in my room. And he sucks on his thumb like a mama's boy. You guys are so mean to him. He's he's had he's been through some serious he's trauma. He's had a rough life. He's ha he's had some rough my stuff going on lately. My family died at the hands of Squadron. I don't want to hear. I'm missing an arm. He's that missing was a long a time loot. That was that was a long time ago for you. This this stuff just happened to during sleep. childhood. I have traumas this guy doesn't even know about. I don't want to hear it, Sleek. <laughs> Sleek is going to uh, pop out of bed. He picks up uh, an end table and starts trying to bash Elaine Doe's over the head with it uh, <laughs> to try to to try to free Mud from her grip. He picks up an end table and starts rearranging the furniture. He doesn't like the feng shui. <laughs> No, he's trying to he's trying to hit uh, Elaine Doe's in the head with an end table. Does he? If you say so. Oh, let's roll. Yeah, let's let's see. Mud would like to know if he does. <laughs> Ooh, that's a that he rolls a seventeen. Yeah, he uh, hits Elaine Doe's. Yeah, she seems a little uh, a little woozy now. Like yeah, she's not resisting you quite as strong as she was before. Uh, Mud, she's like really let up. Okay, I'd like to push her again. I'd like to get her off of me. I don't want to, like, attack her with my teeth that are my claws, but I'd like yeah. to get her off of me. Maybe on your next turn, you'll be able to. Well, that'd be fun. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, however, it is Elaine Doze's turn. Oh, good. Oh, here she comes. She needs she needs some time for herself. Well, everyone's got to take a little bit of time, right? First of all, she's going to try to, like, clear the cobwebs in her head. She's got, like, those, like in the cartoon, she's got those little birds circling around her head right now. Oh, no, she utterly fails at that. She's still very woozy from getting knocked in the noggin, so she really can't do anything right now. However, at this point, you notice in your room, there are also two blue incorporeal spirits. Well, you don't know that Bart saw some, but similar to what happened, what was in Bart's room, there are uh, a couple of incorporeal spirits in your room as well. And they're both in unison just saying, hey, listen. Hey. <laughs> hey. What are in incorporeal? Incorporeal, like no body. No body. Gotcha. Ghosts. Nobody yeah. Knows. Spirits. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of. Kind of like. Uh. Hey. Listen. Yeah. You're just. That's a. That's a good way to put it. Hey, What's that thing's name? Listen. Navi. 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 That's right. So yeah, one of them floats through you, uh, mud. It like passes through your body. It like reaches out towards you and tries to like swipe at you with a uh, blue wispy air. It's trying to fight me with allergies. Eight. <laughs> Eighteen. That's a hit. Which is a, is a hit. You take two points of damage, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, you feel like when it touches you, you feel like a chill run up your spine, but nothing further happens. It just feels like the room gets very cold for just a second. Oh. The other one does the same thing. It flies through Sleek and tries to take a, a swipe at Sleek. It kills it. Rolls an 11. <laughs> that is a miss. And now we're going to cut to Bart. Uh, we're cutting back to your room from your perspective. The uh, Valrossian that was in your room uh, sees that you're out of bed uh, and awake and approaches you and uh, tries to grapple with you. So go ahead and roll me a strength check. What if I turn invisible? <laughs> <laughs> 19. Oh, thank God. Let's see. What does it get? It has a plus three on an 18 ah! roll, so a 21. Uh, yeah, so... What uh, are they feeding these Valrassians? They well, they're are, big, remember? They're like... They're stronger than bears. Creatures. I mean, they're, they're like on the rock's diet. They just eat fish, salmon, a lot of omega <laughs> fatty acids. So, yeah, now uh, this other Valrassian is now entangled with you on the floor, rolling around Bart. I'm so little, though. Meanwhile, I'll tell you what. Kyborg, roll me another perception check. Please wake up. Please wake up. It's just, it's just such a good sleep. Eight. He's getting those <laughs> REM cycles in. Yeah, you're just really deep in it right now. In that case, make me a strength check at disadvantage because you're asleep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You don't right. think you don't have a friend in your room? Of course you have a friend in your room. It's a 14. Oh, 13. Kyborg, you are awakened by Finkel, who is in your room, but he has blue eyes and is uh, giving you a giant Valrossian bear hug. But, you know, he's a Valrossian, he's not a bear. And he's squeezing you super tight. Uh, what's up, Finkel? How's it going, man? <laughs> you should have experience with this with gum gum. 
Yeah. <laughs> and as he's squeezing you, you also notice that there are two... Uh, let me guess, let me guess. Blue eyes and then two blue spirits. Yes, there are two blue spirits mm. in the room. They both fly through your body uh, and attempt to attack you. Did you? Uh, <laughs> Mike is asking, did you get some blues clues there? <laughs> <laughs> we just got nice. attacked. We just got attacked. <laughs> <laughs> So one of them does manage to touch you with its icy cold grasp, doing two points of damage. And roll me a wisdom saving throw. Plus zero on wisdom, but I still got a 17. I'm smart as hell. Nice. You also feel a chill run up your spine, but that's it. It's just a fleeting moment. You just end up taking uh, those two points of damage that I mentioned. My back's been hurting a lot, so that actually helped. I'm strong as hell now. <laughs> a little icy hot? <laughs> yeah. hot. Well, let's see what you do with that, because it's your turn, Kyborg. You oh, are, sweet. You, you are currently being restrained as uh, Finkel has you in his tight grip. Okay. Uh, geography of this room, what, what, what's it looking like? How much space do I have here to play? Well, it's, you know, a room upstairs from uh, a tavern. So it, this bedroom has two beds that have blankets and pillows on them. Uh, there's two nightstands in the room, a dresser, a chest, a lantern. There's two windows facing eastward. Uh, and, of course, the door that Finkel walked through. Okay. Just do the thing that kids do when they don't want to get picked up and they just go full dead weight. Like, just, <laughs> like, they're, like they're made out of some sort of heavy sand. I'm going to be honest. I really <laughs> just want to jump out of that window. I think that that would be really cool. He's holding you. So you're going to go with him? Stay that would be fight. cool. And then you and then, and then you boat jump out and then you use him to land on. Yeah, yeah. Can I do that, guys? Can I do that? Yeah. Just make a, we'll, have, we'll make like a strength check because you are in the bed and the beds are right next to the window. All right, I want to bring Finkel with me and crash out of the window and use him to land as my cushion. So it actually would be uh, an athletics check for this jump out the window. This I love how excited Chris got about that because that's totally a, a gum gum move. <laughs> that's, all, that's like an action movie move. That's, I love it, Chris. <laughs> 16. Let me see what how he opposes you, see if he's strong enough to hold you in place. Got it. It's really close. Uh, you bounce on the bed a few times and try to work you out to the window. Uh, but Finkel has a plus three on his strength. So a 14 plus three is 17. Uh, and he, you try to make for the window and you bounce up against it and the window breaks, uh, but you still land in the room on the bed. Uh, I have action surge. You can take one additional action to, on your turn. This can be used one time per short rest. Okay. I want to give it another go. Action surge. Okay, go for it. Do another athletics check. All right, here we go. Come on, come on, come on. Do it, do it, do it. 16 plus 6, 22. Ooh, that's going to be nearly impossible to beat with a plus 3 on the Valrossian strength check. Let's see. 18. You managed to uh, successfully overcome the Valrossian strength. You try it again. You you think you got it this time. The window's broken. It's a little, working a little better in your favor. You bounce on the bed a couple times and uh, go out the broken window uh, and land out in the courtyard below. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, cool. make a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Here we go. Plus five. This is going to be a good one. 17. You're going to take a little bit of fall damage. It's not going to be too much because you made the save. That's fine. <laughs> five, you take half, so you take two points of, uh, of fall damage. Okay. Since you, you know, you had such a good dex check and athletics check, you, as you're falling, you manage to like spin in the air and move the Valrossian under you so that you land on Finkel. Uh, and the fall uh, appears to have knocked him unconscious. <laughs> Woo! High awesome. five. Yeah, I just high, high five. <laughs> Kyborg bringing the fire today. That's so cool. Hey, whenever you're not following us on social media, please, please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at StinkyDragonPod. Uh, we're always looking for fantasy or D&D tavern drinks for the intro for our tavern barkeep to uh, to read uh, out as he uh, welcomes you all to each new episode. So send it to us using hashtag StinkyDragonPod and we might end up using you uh, or your name actually as an NPC in an upcoming episode. It's gift giving season. Everyone's on your list, your mom, your nephew, your neighbor's cousin's dog. Well, you don't have to be a bar to appreciate great sound quality. Why not start your shopping at Raycon and give a gift everyone will use? I'm sure people are going to be traveling for the holidays. Raycon's a great gift to help pass the time in the car, in a plane, whatever, however you may be traveling. Uh, they got great battery life, super easy to carry, great sound quality. Uh, it's everything you can ask for uh, to help while away the, uh, the hours of this holiday spent traveling. 
So Raycons give you amazing audio quality no matter where you are or what you do, whether you're pumping up, winding down, working, working out, or raiding yet another dungeon. Raycons now have three sound profiles to make everything sound its best. Pure mode, balance mode, and bass mode. Plus, they're half the price of other premium audio brands, and you get free shipping and returns. The holidays are coming up faster than you think. Now is the time to knock out that gift list and avoid the last-minute shopping scramble, especially because right now our listeners get 15% off site-wide with code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash stinky. Go to buyraycon.com slash stinky. Use code HOLIDAY. Get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash stinky. Honey, it's not just the key ingredient in your local tavern's mead. It's also the key ingredient to saving yourself a whole bunch of coin whenever you're shopping online. And that's because Honey is basically your personal online shopper. It automatically hunts down the best promo codes to apply to your cart. And Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. There's a fact, that's a lot. Uh, Think of it this way. You go to check out one of your favorite websites and the Honey button just drops down. All you got to do is click apply coupons. Honey does all the work for you. It finds working coupon codes and applies the best one to your cart. It's seriously like magic. I forget it's there most of the time. Uh, I go to check out and it's like, hey, do you want to look for coupon codes? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to look for them. Honey, you should do that. And it takes over uh, scour sites uh, and saves money. Uh, I bought some jeans not too long ago uh, and I saved serious amounts of money just by having Honey there. It doesn't cost you anything. Why wouldn't you use it? Uh, if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds by getting it. You'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Uh, never recommend something I don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash dragon. That's joinhoney.com slash dragon. When Finkel hits the ground and like gets knocked unconscious, hits on, gets hit on the head, uh, you see uh, one of those blue incorporeal spirits like float out of him and then disappear. Interesting. Did that count towards my movement at all? Do I still have movement? So you did your action, and you action searched, which gave you another action, so you still do have a move action if you want to take it. Okay, I would need to head back into the inn. Question for you. I'm probably assuming a no on this one. I didn't get my gear, right? No. (laughs) No, you did not sleep in your... Or you did not transcend your gear, so all your gear is in your room. Okay. Kyborg sleeps just hugging his longbow triumph. <laughs> his Listen, we've had enough like nightmarish night attacks that yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it was probably close at hand, but you know, not, not in yet. hand. I was also being hugged as soon as I woke up. So like, ah. yeah. uh, okay, so I want to run inside and. Before you run inside, make me a perception check. You've been really great at those, by the way, so far today. Man, why would you say <laughs> that? Now I got a five. He's been, okay. he's, he was being facetious even then. Well, now he <laughs> cursed me even further. Five. Okay, five. Yeah, you run back into the tavern, and when you enter the downstairs, like, tavern area, you know, where uh, you all had your meal and, and talked with Elaine Doe's earlier, mm. you see that there are three more of those spirits down here. Oh, oh wrong address. God. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> New phone. Who dis? <laughs> so you can still keep moving if you want. I'm just letting you know that that's what you see when you walk in. Is Elaine's cleaver in there? You didn't mention it being in her hand when she was attacking mud. Was she attacking? Yeah, mud? it's on the uh, it's on the bar counter. That's kind of close to where the spirits are, though. From the door, the bar is about thirty feet away. Okay. Yeah, I head straight for the cleaver. Okay. To arm myself. <laughs> you run across the interior of the tavern, and you know it's a it's a pretty typical tavern. There's eight tables with various amounts of chairs around them. Uh, on the far end of the wall, across from the door where you walked in, is where the bar is, and that's where the cleaver is sitting. Uh, And on the other side of the bar, uh, where the bartender normally would stand, is where uh, you see those three spirits crowded about each other. When you're facing the bar and you pick up the cleaver, to your left, you see the stairs that take you upstairs to where the rooms are. I might be out of movement. Yeah, you are out of movement if you go all the way to the bar and get the cleaver. uh, Should I add cleaver to my inventory because I don't have anything else? Yeah, why not? Uh, Make it like a cool cleaver. Is it magic cleaver? (laughs) You don't know. Cleaver of blood. Ah. Just FYI, uh, you're pretty cold because you're in your pajamas. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm naked. You're naked? Okay, so you have no Why? armor bonus either. You, then. You've made Why it worse. Why would you do that? Yeah, your, your armor class is uh, now 10 plus your dexterity. Yeah, but I'm kicking Smart. ass while wearing nothing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, just, I'm Borat right now running through that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Ben says that this actually is a magic cleaver. Ooh, what's it called? It's the cleaver of fish guts. You have advantage on your rolls against fish guts. <laughs> against fish guts? Yeah. Yeah. So that's Kyborg's turn. Gum Gum, 
you're in a very deep sleep. Something, I don't know, you feel like maybe there's a fly buzzing around you or something. You roll over and open your eyes for just a second and you see Bart on the ground with an unknown uh, Valrossian rolling around. Bart, I would have left if you told me you <laughs> wanted private time. Come, 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 help me. <laughs> oh. This isn't, uh, this isn't playtime. <laughs> okay, so now I think he, he, he knows Bart's style and he, he knows that that's not fun time for Bart. So uh, yeah. I think <laughs> grabs his equipment and goes into a, a rage. So I'll roll the rage modifier. Three. An intangible spirit, which looks like a pixie, appears within five feet of one creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you. At the end of your current turn, the spirit explodes, and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Until your rage ends, you can use this effect again, summoning another spirit on each of your turns as a bonus action. Okay. And so there's the two sleeping blue things. Correct. And then there's Bart being, like, rolling on the ground with, uh... An unknown Valrossian. Valrossian. Geographically, how close is everyone to each other? The door is only about, let's say, between five and ten feet from the bed Bart was in. However, since Bart is now on the ground, we'll say it's more like the door is ten to fifteen feet away, and the door is where the spirits are. So the spirits are right by the door, about fifteen feet away from Bart, which is, and Bart's a little closer to the door than you are. Okay. Is there a way I can, like, pull the guy off of Bart? Would that be like a, a strength chest check? But before you do that, I think I think you need to determine where the pixie goes. Since you raged, the pixie appears immediately, so you need to determine where to put that before you do anything else. Hmm. But the, the other ones are sleeping, huh? So I probably don't want to wake them up with exploding pixies, right? No. <laughs> how, how, what's the range of the exploding pixie? Five feet. And the pixies are close to each other, right? They're within five feet of each other? The blue spirits are within five feet of each other. Maybe I should kill them. How does sleep work, Gus? If they get damaged, does it pop them out of sleep? Each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends, the sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. So if they take damage, they will regain consciousness. Okay. Well, then I'm going to have my exploding spirit thing go to the, not near the sleeping people, but to the other side of the room. Okay. Kind of like in an empty area? Yeah. Okay. And then I want to try and grab that unnamed person, Valarcy, and pull him off of Bart. Valarcy. Is that his name? This unnamed Valrossian. Valarcy. Yeah, go ahead, I guess, and make a strength check just to see if you can pull him off. Because you're kind of trying to get between them and separate them. That way you don't pull Bart as well. Yeah, 24. That's an impossible check for them to make, but I'm going to go ahead and check anyway just because I like to roll. 18, yeah, you're able to successfully pull the Valrossian off of Bart. Nice, okay. He's <gasps> <laughs> heavy on his chest. Can I, like, knock him or throw him back towards where the fairy is? Yeah, uh, let's make another strength check because, you know, he, he's obviously going to try to stand his ground. That's a 23. 23, oh, uh, he can yeah. he can only so match strong. this. So strong, Gum Gum. 23! <gasps> what?! Like I said, they have a plus three on their strength, and he rolled a 20, so that's a 23. Uh, you try to shove, but you're unsuccessful. The Val you're able to separate the Valrossian off of Bart, but when you try to shove him to the other side of the room, uh, he finds his footing and manages to successfully push back against you. But what if wow. I'm pushing at the same time? Let's add my strength onto <laughs> Gum Gum strength. Dang. <laughs> so can I still attack? No, because like these kinds of actions would be like the equivalent of your attack action. Okay. Well, is it is he between me and the exploding fairy? Yes. Okay. Uh, I should clarify. This is a female Valrossian. I've been saying he. Oh, okay. But that was that was my bad. This is a this is a female Valrossian in the room with you. I have a thing. I, I don't know if I can use it. I have a whistle. A whistle. I have a whistle that I that I that I hid from whenever we were in that desert town that I took from the item shop. A whistle that you're supposed to whistle and it's supposed to summon help. Oh right, you got this at Pious Pass, right? Yeah. Yeah, this would require an action if you wanted to use it. Okay. However, if you do want to use it in a, like a subsequent turn, I do have it in, in front of me right now. Okay. Well, I guess I just pull out my axe and growl at the whatever velocity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I know you, you kind of jokingly asked about helping Gum Gum there, Bart. But, you know, if you did want to assist, that's something you could try to do on your next turn, which would let him roll an advantage on his turn. Okay. 
or you could, you know, if you have bardic inspiration or some right. other way, I'm sure you could figure out a way to, to help. Just, I didn't want to act like I'm dismissing that. It's just like, there is a way to do it. Just it wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do it this turn. You'd have to do it on your next turn, which affects his next turn. It's a bonus action, but I'm guessing I could still only do bardic inspiration on my turn, right? Correct. Unless okay. it's like a reaction. Okay. All right. That's it for Gum Gum. His pixie explodes, but there is no one in range of it, so no one gets harmed by it. Uh, at the no. beginning of your next turn, Gum Gum, you get to summon another one. So we are at Mud. We're back at you. What is uh, Elaine's state? Is she trying to still strangle me as I'm on the floor? She's got her hands on her head. Uh, it seems like she's still really dazed from getting... Uh, the Sleek really got a good hit in on her head. Okay. And the amulet, it's in the moonlight as the moonlight peeks into the uh, through the window and it's glowing yeah. in the moonlight. Correct. Yeah, the windows for this room face to the east, which is the direction the moon's coming up. Is the amulet causing any sort of effects on me? Roll a perception check. Or an arcana check, I'm sorry. Three. You do not feel any um, effects on you from the amulet. Okay. Is Elaine on top of me still? No. Uh, Elaine is uh, on the ground now next to you because you're still on the ground as well. I'd like to attack the beans. Oh, okay. I thought you, this time I thought you said beans. I did. And I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm calling them beans. <laughs> yeah, there's two of them. One of them is, is right by you because it passed through your body. Uh, and the other one is right by Sleek because it had passed through Sleek's body. I want to bite the one that's by me. Okay. Mud, I assume, growls ferociously and takes a bite at a, at the nearest bean. Go ahead and roll uh, an attack roll there. Uh, that's a 18. Wow. Yes, that is a hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. 11. Yeah, you uh, take a bite out of the, the mystical bean floating in the air, and it seems to to dissipate. It, like, fades away from existence. What you giggling about over there, Blaine? Because <laughs> I'm just like a pinto, refried kidney. <laughs> <we talking about? laughs> Baked. Ah, yes. Mud being a bear also claws at the other bean. Mmm. Little claw claw bite action. Yeah, go for it. Roll an uh, attack roll on that. That's only a 12. That actually still does hit. Cool. This one's even nastier. 2d6 plus 4. That's 15. Ouch. Yeah, this one, it's like you you swipe it out of existence. It's like, you know, how you like, <laughs> if there's like fog and you like put your hand through it, it like dissipates and flows all over in all kinds of directions. Uh, that happens here, and it seems like the spirit breaks apart and is no longer. Cool. So that was uh, Mud's turn. Bart. So Gum Gum got this Valrossian off of me. Mm-hmm. And those two beans are still <laughs> sleeping. Snoozing by the door. Well, first I would like to cast Bardic Inspiration. Bardic Inspiration. Okay. And that would give essentially an inspiration die to Gum Gum. A 1d6. How does Bardic Inspiration work? Are you, like, talking him up, telling him what a good job he's doing? Yeah. I he Is he close enough for me to, like, give him a little, like, noogie head scratch? <laughs> you're, you're still on the ground, but you can, like, stand up. And he's just, like, five feet away. You can just take, like, a quick step over there and, like, what I do jump is up I stand and pat up him on the head. And I put my hand back behind me for a high five, and he slaps my hand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like I'm still facing. tagging in or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm still facing the Valrossia. I don't want to turn my yeah. back to him. Love it. Oh, that's great. And that's my bardic inspiration. Um, okay. <laughs> Beautiful. And now how far away am I now that he's been pushed off of me? Since you, you know, interacted with Gum Gum, you're right behind Gum Gum, and the Valrossian is right on the other side of Gum Gum. And where are the two beings? Pronounce beans. They're by the door. So from where you are, are they within five feet of, of him, the Valrossian? No, they're a little further away than that. They're maybe ten feet away at that point. Excellent cloud of daggers. Ah, look at you. Nice. Over uh, Ross, over here. I'm gonna. Oh, oh, I'm gonna call her Ross. Four d four slashing damage. Come on. Oh, thirteen. Pretty good. 13, pretty good. Bart conjures a cloud of metallic daggers that spin all around the Valrossian, giving her lots of little nicks and cuts, doing quite a, a, a decent amount of damage. But uh, she is still standing. Of course. So, Bart. Wait, so Meta, or, or, I don't know, are we cool with killing these people? Because they are, they seem to be, you know. Well, that's all I was trying to put them to sleep. Yeah. And not necessarily hurt them. Yeah, that's a good call. 
I just feel like there's something with this amulet that's obviously controlling them. You don't know. <laughs> all these, oh my God, All these John. amulet assumptions. You have no idea. There's 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 beans floating around them. What are they for? You said it's glowing, the amulet? <laughs> don't amulet shame him. Yeah. But to be honest, it's it's also just it's just not pretty, you know? It's like for your style's sake, it's like when your dad experiments the facial hair and you're just like, the mustache just isn't working for you. Uh, you know. Let's not take in fashion advice from Kyborg. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm so fashionable. My hair is perfect. <laughs> But anyway, back to Bart. <laughs> back to Bart. What's Bart doing? Holy dia. Um, I don't know if I have any bonus things. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Well, Bardic Inspiration was a bonus action. So you used your bonus action. And, and my action. Uh, and yeah. Action. All right. Well, that's it, I guess. All right. That's it. <laughs> Cloud of daggers. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. <laughs> so it's Sleek's turn. So Sleek sees that you've taken care of the two blue spirits. Uh, and Elaine is still somewhat incapacitated. Hit uh, her again! Hit her with the uh, <laughs> with with the the nightstand. He looks at you, Mud. He says, "Hold on, I'll be right back." And he runs out the door. Where are you going? Wait a minute. Useless. <laughs> I said it all along. I've been saying it this whole time. Unless he's gonna go get something that's really useful to us, and then you're gonna eat your words, Blaine. When has Sleek done anything good for our team? He just did. He just. <laughs> he just brained Elaine with a with a nightstand. <laughs> but speaking of Elaine, it is uh, her turn. Uh, she's pulling herself together a little bit. She's going to reapproach Mud and try to uh, choke him again. So you go ahead and make a strength, like an opposed strength check here for me, Mud. Use those muscles. It's a twenty-three. The muscles. She can only match this. Let's see. 19. Yeah, she fails to uh, restrain you. Can't be tied down. I'm a big, strong bear. She's going to step back a little bit towards the door at this point. Yeah, step off. Oh, then I'm going to take an attack of opportunity. Ooh. Oh, you're right. Look at you. All right. Roll it. Yeah. I, what do I do? Well, what do I do? <laughs> it's, 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 it's an attack. That's up to you. Oh. Oh, I just, I, I'm, I'm shocked by my own... Uh, you're on it. You're on, you're on top of the ball. Now you just got to do something with it. Mud really thinks he can do something with his amulet, and so he really wants to concentrate on it. Make an arcana roll. Okay. 15. You're looking at it and really focusing on the amulet, and as you're doing that, a silvery beam of pale light shines out uh, and illuminates uh, Elaine Doe. <gasps> oh, my God. The power of mud compels you. <laughs> <laughs> You hear Elaine scream in pain as a blue spirit leaves her body. Ooh, cool. Don't you dare amulet shame me ever again. I just, did, I just did an exorcism. You did. The female Valrossian in the room with Bart and Gum Gum. She's also exercised, right? Right? <laughs> the moonbeam traveled through all the, the entire building. Ah. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. This one is in, uh, this one, oh wait, this one starts its turn in a cloud of daggers, right? So it needs to take damage again. And now it looks like she is significantly hurt. She is not looking very good. What is she going to do? Cry. (laughs) She is going to step forward out of the daggers. And I guess since Gum Gum's right in front of her, she's going to try to grab and sit on Gum Gum. Oh. It's a new one. So Gum Gum, give me a, a strength check. Sit on She's my face sitting on me. And tell me that you love yeah. me. <laughs> okay. So 23. Yeah, you all are having such good roles. You're making this not fun for me. Uh, listen, listen, we we've only got one thing in our favor is that like three out of the four of us are pretty strong. That's about <laughs> it. That's about it. So 18. So she like tries to grapple with you and force you to the ground, but uh, is unsuccessful. And that's going to be her turn, which leaves... Oh, which takes us to Kyborg. Kyborg, you're downstairs standing at the bar. You have, what do we call it? The cleaver of fish guts in your right hand. Uh, and there's three spirits on the other side of the bar from you. Then off to your left are the stairs. There's a ton uh, of spirits on the other side of the bar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey. That's good. That's, that's good. a real... That's a real... I saw Damn. you smile and laugh when you thought about it on the camera. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Uh, all right, so these aren't Valrazians. They're just straight-up spirits. Yeah, they're those blue spirits. Do the thing from Wanted and curve the, the, the blade as you throw it around. Just just get them all. Curve the bullet. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's such a kyborg move. He could do yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, probably not. Uh, they're on the other side of the bar, though. So say I were to go up the stairs, there is a thing between me and them. So I'm not opening myself up, right? Like, there is no, a no, they, they are not within melee range, so they would not get uh, an attack of opportunity. Okay. And I'm assuming that upstairs in, like, my room are within 35 feet, yeah? Yes. Okay. Then I'm going <laughs> to... If I make a, an like a yell, like an intimidation thing, is that a move? That's not a move, right? Uh, no, we'll get, well, well uh, let's yes and that. Uh, okay. No, it, <laughs> let's yes and that by saying no, it's not a move. Okay, I'm going to scream at those three spirits to scare them. <laughs> and then I'm going to run upstairs to get my stuff. <laughs> I'm going to make sure and get all their attention. And then I'm going to try to run past them. <laughs> I mean, I just grabbed the cleaver, so I'm just going like, ah! <laughs> and he's and naked. They're, they're like, what the hell is this naked homeless guy coming? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you gave us a little taste of that scream. Yeah, go ahead and roll an intimidation check. Actually, based on how my intimidation check goes, I will then scream appropriately. Oh, Here we go. Okay. And it is a zero. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> It's a two minus two. With a minus two, zero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I picture like the old Tom and Jerry cartoons when like the housewife's on the chair screaming because there's a mouse in the house. Okay. (laughs) So you you scream a mighty scream and then you uh, run up the stairs back to your room. Yes. And then I want to collect all of my gear. I'm assuming that's an action to put on my gear. Yeah, you run back into the room, and when you enter the room, yeah, you can start putting your gear on, but you realize that there are also some spirits that are still in your room. Okay, so I'm entering the room, and then I can either put on my gear or face off against these spirits. Would Correct. it be an action to pick up the longbow, at least? Or is, is that, like, kind of part of movement? We'll say, yeah, you could pick it up. Why not? Okay. How far away are the spirits? They're in the room. The room's not very big. You know, it's just a tavern room. So from where you're standing, they're probably, let's say they're on the other side of the room, they're probably like just under 10 feet away. Joke, you you knew I was going for 10 feet because I want to explode that arrow. (laughs) These are are small rooms. At best, they're like maybe 15 by 15 at most. I'm going to get really into this. Arcane shot, bursting arrow. Immediately after the arrow hits a creature, the target and all other creatures within 10, that's me. I'm a Good creature yep. within 10 feet. Poop. Uh, These are not very big rooms. It's a, t- it's a tap. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I understand. If you fired your bursting arrow high, like in the corner of the room, it uses, it'll be further away. So that would be greater than 10 feet away. Well, then Kyborg wants to... He, he pulls out the arrow. He's, he's trying to figure out a shot. He triangulates, and then he wants to shoot in the corner. And then, uh, <laughs> well, I guess I get, now you need to make the shot first, which is a 22... Yep, that's successful. And then a bursting arrow. So 2d6 is what would be doing the damage. Five. You think that they're too close to fire your arrow, then you remember uh, you get inspired and you fire your arrow up, uh, not at them, but at the corner of the ceiling and uh, cause a bursting arrow to do force damage to them uh, for five points of damage, which actually causes them both to blink out of existence and they disappear. However, since you're at, you're at such close range, the the force, it doesn't damage you, but it does knock you on your butt, and you're sitting down uh, now in the room. Okay, now that I did eliminate them, uh, Longbow of Triumph, one of its perks is when landing a killing blow on an enemy, gain 10 temp HP points. Right. Oh, look nice. at you. All right, yeah. You get a uh, 10 temp HP. Oh, wait, do you, that doesn't stack, does it? It's not 20? I don't know. You tell me, DM. <laughs> I don't think that's... God, I gotta look that up. I would just be juiced. I'd be like, he'd just be so going outside and just be shooting like every small creature there is. <laughs> if I did that, I would take the cleaver of fish guts and drag it across my chest like Billy did from Predator, just to like intimidate <laughs> even more. Okay, no, it it does not stack. It replaces itself. Okay, well I just added ten points. Yeah. So then you're sitting down in your room, gum gum. The female Valrossian just tried to shove you and sit on you. What are you gonna do about that? So she's she's still all uh, in the head, not right. Yeah, she's got blue eyes, uh, and she's very cut up and bloodied from the daggers, uh, from the cloud of daggers that Bart summoned. I want to blow my whistle. <laughs> Do it. My favorite all right. song. Are you gonna blow it? 
I'm gonna blow my whistle for help. It's supposed okay. to be a magic whistle that brings help, and I've been carrying it for forever. <laughs> gum gum, roll me a charisma check. I want to use my inspiration dice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell our audio listeners why. He rolled a six for our audio listeners. Just felt yeah. like it. Just felt like it. He also has my uh, bardic inspiration, doesn't he? Yeah. It's a six. A four plus two. That's a six. Do you so, want to use that bardic inspiration like uh, Barbara was saying? Uh, w- w- what does that do? What, what, what is the... It adds... Me, you could use 1d6 in addition to whatever I don't roll. know if that's going to be enough. It probably won't be enough. Even if you got a six, it would still only be oh my 12. God. Okay, what is the, what what does your whistle sound like? He's never blown a whistle before. So I blow a whistle. I guess nothing happens, I assume. No, yeah, unfortunately nothing happens. Uh, you blow the whistle, uh, but maybe you're just not used to using it. I don't know. It just it, it just seems like it, nothing out of the ordinary happened. Is there anything else I can do? Is that my action? <laughs> That's your action. You knew what you were doing by choosing that. Well, I, I, I do two bad rules. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that sucks. That's unfortunate. Um, so then I guess I'm going to... Um, Bert, Bert, are we going to attack the blue thingies? <laughs> Bert, the what blue do we thingies? do? I, well, they're still asleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. That's right. At the start of your turn, you needed to dictate where you wanted your pixie. Uh... Yeah, I guess I'll put it next to uh, the Val Rossi. That is, okay. in a way that's going to hit you just her. Keep calling him Val Rossi. The way it's going to hit her, but not hit Mir Bart. I got you. Yeah, you can totally do that. I guess we're up, we're like next to each other. She's trying to sit on me. Yeah. I say, you're gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that it? Gum, 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 gum goes, my body's nobody's body but mine. You can take yeah. your own body. Let me touch mine. <laughs> what? Nobody knows that song no, when you were kids. No, that must, My body's nobody's body but mine. That's a Canadian thing. It's a good lesson. I don't know what else I could do, so that, I guess that's it. Okay. The pixie explodes, and the Valrossian must make a dexterity saving throw. Um, that is an 11. The saving throw is DC 8, plus your proficiency bonus, plus your constitution modifier. Yeah, it's a failure. So it fails, uh, and it takes 1d6 damage from an exploding pixie. One. Is there any modifier to that, or is that it? Uh, I guess that's it. Yep, so it takes one point of force damage. You're welcome, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the minimum result of so much work. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a typical gum-gum turn for you. <laughs> yep. Mud. Okay. Elaine, she's felt the Holy Spirit, and she's good, right? Yes, she's incapacitated. Okay. If I burst out of my door, uh, can I hear scuffling? To, can I? Can I? I, I would to, to know who to go and help. Yeah, yeah. All the rooms are right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. You can hear uh, all the activity I, going on. You know on what? I think I hear a faint whistle. <laughs> what, is it, hear... what does it sound like, Chris? What kind of? What does a whistle sound like that he hears? <laughs> oh, I think we left the window open a little bit. Yeah, there seems, seems to be a cracked window. And so I rush over to Bart and Gum Gum's room. Gum Gum, your whistle summoned a bear. <laughs> oh, Bart, my whistle works. It works. Bart puts a thumb up. <laughs> okay, great job, Gum Gum. Yeah. I try to concentrate on the amulet again. You see a bear burst into your room, holding up an amulet like the one that Mud had around his neck previously. It glows a very strong light, which then becomes focused and intense on the female Valrossian in your room. Uh, and she lets out a scream and collapses to the ground as a, a blue spirit escapes from her body. Nice. Excellent. You're welcome. Excellent. Bart, what do you want to do? You just saw this happen. Bart is kind of in disbelief. He looks uh, up at the bear wearing this amulet who just exercised the spirit of this Valrossian and back at Gum Gum and goes, uh, did you just see what I saw? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Gum Gum was distracted. (laughs) Gum Gum has never taken an improv class. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... (laughs) Uh, I guess also those spirits are technically still alive, just asleep in our room, right? 
Yeah, they're still, you know, asleep, so they're really kind of sidelined at the moment. Should me and Gum Gum just go around the room, like, slashing our swords around just in case? <laughs> just, just stepping on him. You're just yeah. stepping on him. I'm just going to move my hand like this, and if you happen to get in the way, it's your own fault. <laughs> Is that your action you're going to go around with your uh, with your sword? Squish him. Squish him. Oh, kill him. I'm, I'm, I'm little, though. Kill the beans. Kill the beans. I, but do I not? I thought I don't know where they are, though, because they're like... You can see them. They're the, the two by the door that are asleep. Okay. Could I go try to uh, slash one of them with my longsword? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and make a, an attack roll. It's a 15. Oh, yeah. You hit. Okay. Roll some damage. Bart, Bart Oof. did a hit. Two. Bart did Two. a small hit. <laughs> he just poked it. <laughs> the spirit seems to stir awake. Uh-oh. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, Bart, on his turn, decided to go wake up one of the enemies. <laughs> uh, as a bonus, could I run to the opposite corner of the room? It would have an attack of opportunity on you. Because oh. you came in attacked and then, like, you're leaving. Hmm. You'll be, you'll be okay if you stay next to it. We got okay, it. Okay, I'll stay next to it. Very right. squishy. End turn. Okay, end turn. Uh, Over. <laughs> all right, that one uh, that you woke is in front of you and sees you, Bart. And uh, it flies through your body and takes a swipe at you as well. Uh-oh. But I'm so little. <laughs> What's your armor class, Bart? Uh, 15. 15. It's a 13 plus 2, so 15 it hits. So you take two points of damage, and you need to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Has anybody failed the wisdom saving throw yet? No, you all have been rolling really good on those. Uh, looks like I did. Oh, Uh-oh. no. <laughs> Speak of the devil. <laughs> Just something about that spirit flying through your body that really creeps you out. You can't believe that that just happened. It scares you, like, down to your core. I have, hold on, I have some type of... Uh, advantage against being frightened. Does that help at all? Ooh, it does. Excellent. Oh, you have advantage against being frightened. Yeah. yeah. So roll it again. Roll it again. Roll your wisdom save again. What a weird oh, yes. trait. 18. Yeah, Got 18. It. Look at you. You think that it's really scary what happened. And you're like, no, wait, it's not as scary. It's not that bad. Bart goes, pull yourself together, Bartholomew. Come on. You all see Bart slapping himself in the face, like in his cheeks. <laughs> Gum Gum probably would go back and slap him too, helping him out. <laughs> patty cake, patty cake. <laughs> At that point, after attacking you, that spirit that was in the room with you there, Bart, turns invisible. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you all are out of combat now. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not finished. I got, I got things to do. There's three dudes downstairs that are unaccounted for. <laughs> well, y'all are out of out of combat, so if y'all want to like figure out what you want to do, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's, let's let's all talk together as a group. Are we able to talk to Elaine now? Like, is she, or is she passed out? She's in the other room. You can go check on her if you want. We should probably talk to them. Figure out what happened. I have a first order of business I'd like to attend to. What's up, Mud? I'll, I'll be taking um, apologies now for all of the uh, negativity and pessimism that I was uh, receiving <laughs> due to my amulet. <laughs> Um, so I'll just take a moment and you guys can phrase that however you feel is necessary and, and, and responsible. Kyborg's in the other room. He doesn't hear this. <laughs> oh, hey, Kyborg, Kyborg, I need you to come here. We have a group meeting. We've got some things to discuss. If I recall, Bart did not make fun of you or taunt you or, or ask you to take it off whatsoever. Why okay. were they drawn to us if not for the <gasps> Amulet? <gasps> well, that would seem that they should only be drawn to me then, but they went to everybody's room dead uh could i tie up <laughs> the uh lady who's passed out uh yeah yeah tie her up and carry her to go wake up the others what others uh i would go wake up kyborg oh okay kyborg wake up there's a sleeping woman who tried to attack us <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like naked putting my clothes back on in a hurry <laughs> like ah! knock before you come in uh we're, there's there's still three downstairs don't ask how I know what was downstairs. I just made a quick trip. It's also really cold because my window is open. Long story. I'll explain it later. But I want to go take care of these guys downstairs. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go downstairs. I want a wall run downstairs. Okay, does the whole party go downstairs? Yes. Bart goes right. downstairs and go, wow, look at all these spirits. 
<laughs> yeah, you all uh, run downstairs. The only spirits you see are the ones behind the bar that Mark oh. has pointed out. Okay, but what have I talked to you about lying so much? Stop lying. However, at that point, the door for the tavern gets kicked open and Sleek is standing there. Make haste, interns. I've secured a wagon and some horses for us. Where are we going? We need to get out of here. The watchtower is firing on us. And you hear a loud thud outside, presumably as a huge stone lands in the <gasps> courtyard. Whoa. What? Exercise the watchtower. Uh, do, do we need to get... What about the, the people, the lady, the walrus lady? I think they're ta- they're taking nannies. They're, 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 they're sleeping now. It seems like this whole town has gone under a curse, if I had to take a guess. Is the watchtower part of the city and it's just firing on us? Yeah. If you remember when you all first approached the city, there were large uh, stones that were hitting on the ground around you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lord Baxter was up there. You think the sounds you hear outside are a similar sound to that. So it's probably stones being fired inside. uh, Oh, I bet you Lord Baxter is uh, possessed as well. Have I told you how beautiful you look tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Any response? Uh, no, you hear no response. <laughs> is there anything in this tavern thing that is of use that we could take before we leave? It's pretty empty. Like, the tavern was closed for the night. So, I mean, there, like I said earlier, there's tables and chairs. I mean, then there is spirits behind the bar. Like, okay. alcohol. I, I go, I'll get the spirits. And I go and grab a bunch of alcohol. I, <laughs> I go to the back uh, in the kitchen area really quick to see if there's any leftover clam chowder. <laughs> Roll a survival check, Kyborg. Uh, okay. Plus two, it's an eight. Yeah, you find some very tepid room temperature clam chowder. <laughs> It'll do. It's fine. It'll hold. Should we have <laughs> um, maybe checked no. Elaine and the other Valrassian if they had anything like on them? Because like I, I'm wondering why these people all got possessed and we didn't. Like what if there's something that they have on them or like something about them that would make them possessed? Well, I'm carrying one of them. We can look. Can we, can we uh, check them? Search, search. Oh, you want to? Yeah, yeah. You want to search that one? Yeah. Gum gum. Roll me a perception check. Oh, I thought I was checking. Okay. Oh, you're checking because Gum gum was carrying it. Are you checking Bart? If that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You roll uh, a perception check. I'm probably a little more perceptive. Not that it really helped. I rolled a nine. A uh, fourteen. Is this one's carrying? You know, obviously she's wearing some clothes. She's got uh, a fishing pole with her and a cloth money pouch. She's just she's just a simple Valrassian, I think. Yeah. yeah. Guess she just got mm, possessed. Yeah, and there's a few coins in the money pouch if you want to take them. Uh, I don't want to do that. No, it couldn't possibly. Hurry! They're getting ready to fire again. Okay. What spirits did I grab? <laughs> you grabbed two bottles of rum and uh, a flagon of ale. You know, you being the stinky dragon tavern keeper, I would expect you to pull out some more creative answers than that, guys. <laughs> I gotta say. We're not at the stinky dragon. We're at yeah. the, the well, something quipper. Yeah, but I mean, what's what's where's the, uh, the dragon's tears? Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> you got you're the, you're, this is the story, not the storyteller. All right. By the way, we're at the kissing quipper. Kissing quipper. Mm. I think we should uh, take our exit. Yeah, me too. Let's get yeah. the hell out of here, guys. I turn back into a druid, into a furbog, and uh, jump on a horse. Okay. Or are we on a wagon? Are we wagoning? There's a wagon and some horses, so it's up to you. I take a horse. I, I take a horse. Does anyone want to be in the wagon instead of a uh, horse? I do. It's cold okay. out. <laughs> Bart will uh, will bundle up in the wagon. Uh, Sleek thoughtfully brought some extra blankets, so uh, you're able to to bundle up and stay warm. Because uh, he's not going to win me over. I, I don't care what you're doing with this guy. He's not going to win me over. He's, he's helping you out. <sighs> All right, I'll get in the wagon too. Bart and Gum Gum quickly climb into the back of the wagon as Sleek scrambles up into the driver's seat, grabbing the rein. Mud and Kyborg, as you saddle up on your horses, you glance up to see a horde of possessed Valrossians with menacing blue eyes closing in on your position. Mud, now that you're outside, you also notice that the amulet is glowing as the moonlight catches the pendant's gemstone. Uh, what are you going to do? I, I guess I would try to, like, could I just raise it up high and just try to, like, I don't know, get it full exposure to the moon. Nice, nice little glow. I have the power! Yeah. <laughs> is there, like, an AO? Can I, can I activate some sort of AOE effect here? Mud thrusts the amulet skyward toward the gleaming moon, and he's able to channel its raw radiance. The amulet shines brighter and brighter until it suddenly discharges a blinding wave of incandescent moonbeams across the village. 
The Valrossians all shield their eyes and cower in fear, but the shockwave of radiance sends them all clattering to the ground, and the gates of Rumafume burst open. Kyborg is resistant to the light. He wears his sunglasses at night. <laughs> he would. Sleek whips the reins, and the wagon steeds spring to life and charge for the gate with Mud and Kyborg following close behind. As you put some distance between you and Brumafume, Sleek leans back to Barton Gum Gum in the wagon and says, Lucky for us, I found a map. He shows you guys that he's got a map in his hands. A map to where? I think this map will take us all the way to the capital of New Valros. What's at the capital of New Valros? <laughs> but why? But why? <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> well, it's on the coast, as was mentioned previously. Perhaps they have ships available for travel, and we can head back to Boulder Ray. Wait, we are trying oh. to get home. See, see. <laughs> We're going to the sea. <laughs> uh, Sleeka says to Mud, I don't know how you deal with these people. Uh, I, I mostly just turn into animals and try to ignore them. What are you talking about? Bart's very pleasant. <laughs> hey, remember that uh, giant terrorist attack back at Airbloom? That uh, who started? That? Who was this? It was slick, slick, Nat twenty slack. charisma. <laughs> Nat twenty charisma. Bart's is super wonderful. He loves his affection and his attention in his company. Sleek is very quick to remind you. I was under the influence of Paralyte. That wasn't me. That was something else. I wouldn't know what that's like because I'm immune to being charmed as an elf. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that sounds like a you problem, not me. <laughs> hey, but thanks for the blankets, though. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys are arguing, you're making your way away from Broom of Fume towards New Valros, and after about an hour of traveling, the tree lines on either side of the highway become more and more dense, and a fog begins to thicken all around you, making the road rather murky. A hush falls over the night as you press on, looking for a sign you're heading in the right direction. Then you notice the trees start to thin out, and you come upon a hazy glade. A chilling breeze brushes past you, and the amulet on mud begins to glow a bit brighter, shimmering softly with blue light. The fog fades slightly, and the moon's glow reveals a shadowy set of ruins in the clearing. Uh, everyone go and roll a perception check. I rolled an 11. 10. 16. 16. Okay. For Bart and Gum Gum, it looks to you guys like the ruins have been here for a long time. It's tough to say what they were once, you know, amongst all this rubble and debris, uh, but you notice there's a faint smell of sulfur and smoke in the air as if a terrible fire once ran rampant through this area. Uh, even some of the trees in the surrounding area have been burnt and fallen dormant. Mud and Kyborg, uh, after a quick survey of the glade, you notice signs of a primitive settlement. Ashen campfires, wreckage of thatched roofs, even a blackened hand tool made of maybe stone? You can't quite tell. At the far edge of the ruins, you all see something large, like stone rippling in the moonlight beneath a barren tree. It's circular shaped like an archway reaching almost as high as the nearby tree. It reminds you of something, but you can't quite seem to put a finger on it. Uh, the amulet grows even brighter, now oscillating between a radiant blue and a pure white. Mud, go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw. It's mm. so a nat 20 with 7, 27. Oh my god. Ooh. You feel drawn to the far edge of the ruins, towards that mysterious stone archway, but you're able to fight it and, uh, and stand your ground. You don't think there's anything malicious there, just you feel like it's calling to you, trying to beckon you closer. It's a big old... Archway out of stone? Yeah. Portal? It looks to me like a little bit of a portal. Could be. Does it look familiar in any way? Uh, it yeah, it reminds, like I said, it reminds you of something, but you can't quite seem to put your finger on it. I mean, we had portals back in Boulder Ray. It's not, Boulder it's Ray. not the same. Yeah, it's not the same as the ones we walked through to like go to uh, Pius Pass and stuff like that. No, uh, those, those looked a bit different from this one. Should we get closer? Mud takes like a few steps towards it. The amulet suddenly discharges a beam of brilliant light towards the archway. Uh, the stones start to glow with mysterious glyphs and a torrent of wind begins to suck you towards the archway. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Something of a murky vortex opens up at the center of the stones, but you see nothing but veiled shadows swimming and swirling about inside. Everyone make a strength check. Oh, gosh. No. 23. 18. Y'all are strong. Ah, uh, Eight... <laughs> I'm not very strong. Oh, but I rolled a 19. <laughs> Bye, Kyborg. 
Kyborg immediately loses his footing and is pulled into the vortex, and a dark, viscous ripple seems to envelop him entirely. I did this on purpose! <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you try to keep your footing and dive towards some nearby rubble and hold your ground as the wind's current gets stronger and stronger. It seems like it's slowly pulling you. Can I shove my hunting trap into the ground and then tie a rope to it? Sure. And then hand the rope to everyone to tie to it? Sure. So uh, you put like a hunting trap in the ground and you all tie yourselves to each other to to sturdy yourself against the ever-increasing wind. The wind, however, becomes so strong, it picks up the wagon you all were riding in uh, and hurls it towards you guys, knocking the trap loose uh, and tangling the rope around the wagon, pulling you all in towards the vortex. And you all get sucked into the swirling vortex, tossing you around like ragdolls as a dark viscosity consumes everything around you. Uh, The mouth of the vortex closes behind you and the once raging wind hushes to a low rumbling like a distant thunder. You try to get your bearings, but your feet don't seem to land on anything. Just hazy mist rippling through shades of deep blue and purple. Sleek looks around and says, I can't be sure of it, but I think I've heard of this place. Bards much older than I or Bart have fearfully sung of a domain where thick clouds and veils of vapor consume all. Where the borders of our existence blur into ghastly shadow and soul. Interns? I believe we've arrived at the ethereal plane. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) That's it for this episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Damn. Hope everyone enjoyed it. What's going to happen to the interns? Find out next episode. Yay. Kyborg intentionally wanted to scout ahead for the party. That's why he failed that strength check intentionally. Kyborg... Since you're right, you failed that strength check. You probably should have taken some damage. Uh, no, no. Thanks take, for listening to Stinky uh, Dragon, three, guys. Tune in take, next uh, week. It's a great three, show. We're going to... Take three points of damage for failing that uh, saving uh, no, throw. Thanks, sorry, for, thanks for reminding ended. me. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, listen, check us out on social media. we got cool <laughs> art. You're going to love it. Get, us, get some Stinky Dragon merch. All right. Bye. Bye.